Yo, what's up guys? It's Ant Mancini and this is episode three and part two of how to build an effective workout routine for yourself. This is the second half of the other episode. The tail end of things, I decided to split it up into two so you guys could digest it and make it a little bit more digestible. So without further ado, welcome to episode number three of the It's Totally Possible podcast. And here it is, guys. Oh, do not. There is no try. What you do right now makes a difference. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. How to build muscle fast and the right way. <laughs> um, this isn't really... I'm going to speak directly to muscle building hacks per se, but this comes down to really goal setting, honestly, and having healthy, clearly defined goals, right? Here's an example of a vague goal and then a super defined goal. A vague goal is, you know, hey, I, I want to lose some weight. You know, I definitely want to build up some more muscle and uh, shit. If I could see my abs before next year, that'd be great too, you know? <laughs> and uh, a super defined goal, right, which I prefer to go with because it's more measurable, gives you more Something more visceral to work towards and obtain is hey hey I uh, you know I want to get my body fat below fourteen percent for men um, I want to be able to run five miles without stopping and I want to be strong enough to squat two hundred and twenty five pounds you know and I definitely want to hit these goals by about May twenty fourth of twenty twenty which is before my upcoming wedding uh, right you can clearly see the difference right one is very very defined one is very vague. You have a vague goal, you're gonna get vague results, I always say. So I shouldn't even really have to tell you the importance of being defined with your goal, but just ask yourself two questions. How have you previously been setting goals in the past for anything, but specifically in this purpose, you know, in this context for you know fitness, exercise, health, nutrition, whatever? And then how has that worked out for you so far? You know, where how has your progress been? If you've been doing well, Great, you know, keep on keeping on and doing do what works. You know, it's not broke. You don't need to fix it. Um, if you've had no success or very little success, maybe it's time to be a little reflective on your process. Think about sitting down and, and really evaluating how you've been tackling these challenges. And if you've been doing a lot of stuff on your own, consider getting some help. You know, even if it's free help from again a, f a friend or family member that's more experienced. Or if you have the money to invest in yourself, which investment in your health and well-being is never wasted money, you, I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, take your time in the process of really finding someone that meshes well with you, and your personality, and also is has proven experience helping someone that can you know, they can actually show you and tell you. So it's super important. But um, and number two would be developing an action plan, right? And an action plan is super important, and that can be as simple as just breaking down your goal into smaller steps. And I know it seems like a lot of work, but it makes your day-to-day -day way easier and way less stressful, right? Let me ask you, what seems more overwhelming? Losing 25 pounds, or if I told you, hey, lose 25 pounds in six months, go. <laughs> or if I said, all you gotta do is lose anywhere from half a pound to one pound per week, right? That losing that half a pound to one pound a week sounds way much, sorry, way much, wow way more simple 
because it's less to think about, right? And if you focused on losing that one pound per week and you did it consistently for eight weeks, you've now lost eight pounds. And if you do it for another 17 weeks, guess what, guys? You just lost 25 pounds. Congrats. Um, and this is what I mean. You're taking your big goal and making bite-sized tiny chunks. And this will definitely be very helpful, uh, period, <laughs> honestly. So you'll see how fast things change once you break down your – and an action plan can look and feel different for everyone. I'm not telling you to have everything laid out Monday through Friday. Some people don't work that way, you know. But having some constraints, I think, can be very, very helpful especially in the beginning when you don't really know what you're doing or, or you feel very overwhelmed. So do your best at creating those constraints and plan and that action plan for yourself or ask for help in the beginning. Don't be afraid to ask for help, especially to other people that have you know gone down this road. They will, Most of the time, they're going to be happier. They're going to be more than happy to help you. I, ha- I know a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to seem like a dummy or I feel weird asking. Just don't. I'm just telling you right now, I've been in that position, especially when you're in the gym. Um, if you're uncomfortable asking for help, you'd be really surprised. Unless people are just assholes and they, you know, then stay away from them. But for the large majority of people in the health and wellness industry, they want to help. That's why they're in that profession. So don't be shy. Just ask. You'll be surprised. <laughs> um, and then you guys definitely want to define what is success. Success. Wow, I cannot speak today. Define what success looks like for you, right? Keep it real. Is it the moment you know you notice that it's been three months and you haven't missed a day, or maybe it's the moment that you notice all of your clothes seem looser, right? Think about what that feels like and looks like when you have reached your goal. And I know having a defined goal is what I talked about earlier and writing that down. That's great, but also. Go a step further and think about like how you're going to feel when you've reached that particular end goal for you. And I say end goal with quotes because if you do this right and you build a lifestyle and make it sustainable, you're always going to have new challenges and new goals and, and things you set up for yourself to kind of keep it interesting, keep pushing yourself. But having a really solid understanding of what success is going to look like for you is going to make it very real when you hit it, you know, when you obtain that goal, you're going to feel happier, you're going to feel proud, you might feel a certain way, Um, you might not know, you know, you might not know it if you don't think about what that feels like for you, and some people are like, think this is like, duh, this is a kind of like self-explanatory, I'm going to feel happy when I lose the weight, but I think a lot of people think that, and then once they lose 10 pounds, they're like, oh, 10 pounds is not enough, nothing's changed, like, All right, I, I gotta, it's got to be 20. i got to lose 10 more at least, right? And then we go through this like rat wheel, mouse wheel, something wheel, right? What is the word I'm looking for? Go through a, like a cycle. <laughs> um, and it's never enough, right? And you just keep going. So just be sure to work in some milestones so that you can give yourself that high five essentially when you reach these milestones and give yourself time to reflect when you, when you hit these goals. It's important. It's important for sustainability, but all right, this is busting over my 20 minutes. I am going to run down a couple of quick tips for creating some discipline and things that worked for me in the past and my clients and definitely try them out. And I'd love to hear if it works for anybody or if, you know, you've done them in the past and you agree with them. It's always interesting to see, you know, what works and what doesn't work for people. But the four big tips 
for developing discipline is number one, make it convenient as possible, right? And what I mean by this is we're creatures of habit. How many times have you driven somewhere to a grocery store or a restaurant and you've tried to find that number one spot, right? That spot that's like right next to the door. You don't want to park to the one that's, you know, 25 feet away because it's further, right? I, I don't want to walk that. Uh, oh, you, you want to eat dinner tonight? All right, yeah. Uh, delivery, for sure. <laughs> I'm not no peasant. I am not going to be going to pick it up, right? My point is that we're creatures of consistency and convenience. Creatures of convenience, not consistency, excuse me. Um, and so if you make it really convenient for yourself, you are way more likely to stick with your promises you made yourself. And what I mean by this is you're just going to be more likely to follow through. Um, so here's an example, right? Let's say you only have time to work out in the morning because you have a long 10, 12-hour work day. And I know a lot of people that, especially millennials that have these crazy hours, um, and you know you want to do it, you know you got to do it, and this is the only time you can do it, but you always drag your feet in the morning. Maybe you even hit snooze on your you know, alarm a couple times, and you're like, ah, I'll just, tomorrow. Tomorrow definitely will be today, for sure, right? Then that cycle repeats itself, and it's been three months, and you never got up. And now I've done this a couple times, and recently. So I know, right? A possible solution, it's worked for me a couple times, um, and I know it's, it's worked for others, but, you know, the night before, take 10, 15 minutes, get your gym, get your gym clothes out, whatever you're going to wear in the morning, any other supplies you might need, music, get your shoes ready the night before, fold them, put them in a bag, your gym bag, whatever, and put them right next to your bedroom door, your front door, whatever, have them ready to go as soon as you wake up. That way you don't have to think about what you're going to wear. You don't have to think about where it is. It's already ready for you. And to take it a step further, for me, for example, I don't typically eat in the morning if I'm going to work out first. I'll grab coffee and water. Prep your coffee ahead of time, or at least as much as you can. So, you know, get everything out that's, that's needed. Um, make it highly accessible in your fridge or on your counter. So that way, when you wake up, you literally have to roll out of bed, drink your coffee, boom, throw on your clothes, and go, right? You've taken that extra step. Now it's way less work for you in the morning, and I know... When you wake up and you're like, I'm already going to be 20 minutes late and then I got to get dressed and then I got to get my coffee. That's going to be another 15 minutes. At that point, shit, why should I even go, right? It's, <laughs> I've already wasted so much time. You're eliminating all those excuses when you prep the night before. And it doesn't take that much time to do that, right? Another example, right? Let's say you want to eat out less and start cooking more because you know what? That's the good thing to do for your while and you can probably make some healthier alternatives, right? But you are always exhausted when you come from come home from work or maybe you come home from work and you got a bunch of other stuff to do and you don't have time to cook. All right, here we go. There's two solutions to this one. Actually, or maybe you don't even want to cook. You don't like cooking, but you want home-cooked food, right? Solution number one, find yourself a partner that can cook. <laughs> that is half true, but the actual solution would be to you know prepare your food the night before or on a weekend so that way all you have to do is cook it. Or if you don't like eating reheated food, you could at least get all the ingredients, prepare them ahead of time. So all you have to do is get the ingredients out, throw them in the pan, cook it up the food, and then eat it, right? Saves you a whole lot of time, a whole lot of headache. The other solution, and this is really if you dislike cooking or have very, very limited time, and if you have the additional funds or you allocate the funds, instead of buying groceries, you buy this, you can just purchase a meal delivery service. And I don't mean the ones where you have to cook the food still. You know, that is an option if you want to do that. But I mean, there's so many meal prep services that they prep the 
food ahead of time. It's already cooked. You know, they ship it in dry ice so it's fresh, and you have anywhere from three to ten meals in your fridge for that week. All you got to do is throw them in the microwave or the oven to heat them up, and you're good to go. You know, this is a great alternative. I've done this on and off, you know, when funds allow. Um, and it really, it can save you a whole lot of time and help you be consistent. So, um, I have one that I wanted to recommend, but it's really only local to North Carolina, and that is Lean Green Mean, I think. Lean Green Clean. Clean Green Lean, something like that. Um, unfortunately, they only are doing local deliveries in North Carolina right now, but they're awesome. Have saved me plenty of times from um, having to cook food, especially when you're working 10 hour plus days. So, um, and then let's see. Here is the last example, right? You have fitness goals, you want to achieve them, but you got no idea where to start, and you don't want to waste your time on your own to figure it out because your life's too busy. You got someone else to think about, money to make, things to do, people to see, beers to try, food to eat, whatever, right? So solution one, take some money and invest it in hiring an experienced trainer. I've said this three times or more at this point already, but this person can provide you guidance, knowledge, and direction. Literally, you don't have to think. You get somebody to take care of all of it for you. You just got to show up, be a little energetic, well-fed, and put in the work, and they will take care of the rest for you. However, I know a lot of you if you're listening and you're like me in the past, sometimes now, that if you don't have the extra income to allocate towards a trainer, at least in the beginning, you could ask a trusted friend or family member who's super experienced. Maybe you have a friend that's a trainer and ask them to help you get started. And instead of paying them with money, you could offer to trade something with them. Maybe you have a skill that you, know, you can help them with or maybe, they, hey, they need help moving. Um, you can always offer up that because moving sucks ass. So you could definitely help them move and they will get you started. Maybe give you a plan, give you some direction. So there's so the point that I'm trying to get with this is that there's so many alternatives. There's so many ways to get started that there's equally as many excuses, but if you really want to be successful in hitting your New Year's resolutions now or in December or sooner rather than later, all you gotta do is get started. And it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be now just get started doing something you know take the initiative ask for help don't be afraid um, and you will start to see significant changes in your mind and your body <laughs> but no in, in all in all honesty you just got to get started sooner rather than later i am the master of procrastination and i you know have improved i've designed constraints for myself that have drastically helped me avoid procrastination. I still fall prey to it every now and again, but you know I know what it's like. So this is what I'm telling you guys. Try it out for three days. Any of these, if any of those examples fit for you or other particular examples, definitely think about that and give them a try. And if they work or they don't work, either way, just drop a comment on the post on the website and let me know what I would love. I would love to hear what your what your results were if you've tried any of these things, man. And so I really droned on that one, man. All right, so number two, create a reward system, right? Example, let's say you had a bunch of, let's say you have a goal, you set up a bunch of small milestones. I'm gonna use weight loss for example. Let's say you wanted to lose 20 pounds, so for every five pounds you lose, you go reward yourself with your favorite ice cream place and you get a round of ice cream with you and the boys or girls, or whoever. Um, 
it could be something as super as simple as that. Um, let's say you've had, actually, and now let's tie it to a bad habit. Let's say you have that bad habit of skipping out on your workouts. You know, you might get in, do two or three days, and then you might drop off or something crops up and use it as an excuse, right? Here's a potential reward you can get for yourself. If you complete 24 workouts, right, this is creating consistency or this is rewarding consistency three times a week, you're going to get to reward yourself with some new shoes. Or for me, it might be something techy like a piece of hardware for my computer or like a phone or something like that. But you can't miss any, right? And you can make it more real. And this leads me into point number three. Make it engaging every day if you can, right? Um, there's a super cool, <laughs> if you're an Office fan, you're in the right spot. Again, subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to make a lot more Office references um, and Parks and Rec. But in the office where Andy is trying to get the rest of the team to work harder so he develops the, the sales competition, and then I'm going to jump ahead where he's like, he then makes the call to how do you de-incentivize a team because they're doing so well? But he created a big like image of him essentially, and it was had different tick marks on it. So for every dollar amount they hit, if they filled up the spot on the uh, the image of him, that's where he would get the tattoo. And I think they got all the way to his head, um, or at least his ass. And then he so he had to get a tattoo on his ass. But anyways, it made it funny, it made it engaging. They all were super incentivized, and you, so you can do the same thing for yourself, right? And this ties into goal. This ties into point number two of you know, creating a reward system for yourself. Get a calendar out, and if you don't want to use an old school calendar, whatever you can do it on your phone or, or, or figure out figure out a way to do it. But like, a calendar is super helpful because you can, let's say, give yourself thirty days to lose five pounds, and then break it down, and then you get the cross off every day that you go do a workout or you have milestones written into the calendar, you get to cross them off as you hit them. So it's making it engaging for you, Make it's making it more visceral for you, which can really change it, change the game, because things stagnate when they become too monotonous and too routine, uh, for certain people at least. So definitely try and make it engaging. If you want to see the clip from that, uh, from the office, uh, head over to the post. It's on there. It's a, If you want a quick laugh. Um, and then point number four, which kind of ties in with three, see what I did here, is try some good old... Pavlovian conditioning on yourself, right? You hate cardio, right? I know a lot of people that do. And you skip out on it, right? Put a reward in place that every time you complete your cardio in whatever form that might take, you get to go and reward yourself with something. That could be a smoothie. That could be a beer. Whatever it is. Start, and what happens when you do that, right? Over time, if you do it consistently and correctly, you start to create a link in your brain and you're reinforcing that card that you doing the cardio that now you're associating it with getting a beer. And I am not articulating this well today. Man, what is going on? Um, do the cardio, get a beer. And then what happens over time, you're going to start to do cardio more. And then you may not even need to get the beer after because you've created such a strong link in your brain that cardio is good because I get a beer after. And you can continue to do that, but that's another way to do it. And some of you are going to say or thinking like, Pfft. I'm just going to go get a beer, skip the cardio. What do I even need to do that? Yeah, yeah, you can, but if you're here and you're trying to improve your health, then uh, give it a try before you just skip it and get the beer, although I'm an advocate for getting the beer. Um, but yeah, we covered a lot today, man, uh, and I am counting down the days when I can get somebody on here. I've got a few people in mind that I'm reaching out to. So I can engage in a conversation that you guys can benefit from because that's where the real magic happens. So 
there's another section I'm not going to cover it today, but you can definitely check it out on the post. And it talks about just a couple different ways. It's not super long, but just building long-term sustainability by finding the right routine for you and your lifestyle. And that's really important because if you're looking for a quick fix or a shortcut, you're not in the right spot because I'm not going to give you one. And unfortunately, quick fixes never last. Even if you do lose some weight up front or build some muscle quick, it's just there. there's no reason why you should look for a shortcut. You know, I'm speaking from hard to experience that. That's not the way to do things. So, all right, guys, that is it for today. I'm going to have a couple more episodes this week coming out. Expect one Thursday and maybe a special episode this weekend. Um, if you haven't already, I would definitely appreciate it if you, wherever you're listening to to this, Spotify, po- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, or on Anchor, definitely leave me a comment. And a, if you leave a five-star review, it is much appreciated. It helps us podcasters r- a lot. So five-star review and a comment, and I just appreciate y'all so much. And um, you know what? That's it, guys. I'm going to just let the music take you away today. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. You can always find all future episodes at itstotallypossible.com, and there is no apostrophe between the IT and the S. Catch you in the next episode.